Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to the B-Team podcast, a part of the Splitting Hairs podcast group that is operated by Jackrabbit Illustrated. And we are extremely excited to be brought to you by Drake's Place in Bottle, South Dakota. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. I think that is correct. Um, they're having some awesome specials going on this week. I saw uh, Matt just went and posted them to the JI Facebook page, uh, if you're watching us on here. Uh, go check that out. If you're in the area, go grab some food. They are title sponsor. We are just super stoked to have them. Um, but we are finally out of hibernation. So week one of the season, baby, it's a Friday game. So we've got, I can't do math anymore. Three basically days left before game day. So we're kind of late <laughs> compared to what we would normally do on this, but I am, I'm just jacked and ready to go. By the way, I'm Brendan. This is Ben. It says on the thing, but you know us. Yeah, it's good to see you again, man. It's been too long. Um, I mean, even though it's been a shortened off season, um, I'm right. still just ready to go for some jackrabbit football again. Um, it's, uh, you know, I feel like last year we were talking about how high the expectations were for us. Right. And I feel like now it's just like double that. And so oh, it's just not uh, more. Yeah. And so, you know, <laughs> we'll get in, we'll get into the details of that, but man, it's just, uh, it's going to be, it's an exciting season, season to get started. Um, huge game starting off. We'll get into the Colorado state matchup a little later. Um, right. Yeah. Just pumped to be back. Um, I'd, I'd like to take a minute to apologize for everybody, to everybody for shaving my face. Yeah, this is the same. It's my same partner I had last year. Where it's the B team. This is Brendan still. Um, same guy. Yeah. yeah. Which is Just funny not... because when we started this, I had a shaved face. And then I grew the beard the next year. But yeah. now everybody's really confused about who I am. I have people who I have known for like a decade. And I had a beard for a year. And then shaved it. And they're like, you look like so weird. It's like, dude, you've known me like this forever. <laughs> right, Steve? Yeah, I know. I know. It's rough. Um, I honestly was thinking of doing the whole podcast like this. Just the, um, but <laughs> you should have done it with a, <laughs> with a fence. Like, uh, gonna, what's his name? Wilson. Yeah. Wilson. Off the tool, um, home improvement. Yeah, that would be much better than than what we got going yep. on right now. <laughs> no, I I had to shave that for work. Um, we do a lot of, uh, you know, because people are going to ask. So, um, I, no, I did not have a goatee either. No, <laughs> um, but uh, Chad asked. No, I didn't have a goatee starting. But um, hey, gr glad to have you with us, Brad. <laughs> with the Hawaiian shirt yeah. and the chocolate milk. I only got regular uh, white milk here today. Um, but I had to shave the beard because we do a lot of torching in confined spaces. We hadn't had, we didn't have any of those jobs really for like all of COVID and then no real intense ones until like a week or two ago. So um, then I almost got gassed out down the hole because the mask doesn't seal to my face properly. And that's not a fun experience if you've ever been through that. So we're not going to do that again. So I shaved it off, shaved it off. And, you know, hopefully in a year or two, I'll be moved up into a different position where I don't have to deal with that jazz. And then the beard will be back. Can't wait for that. Uh, good evening to you too, Perry. Everybody. Thanks for the comments. Keep them coming. Uh, love this one. Just out of nowhere. Pierre strong junior, right? Three times strong. 
I can't argue with that. Yes, you're, you're right. <laughs> I mean, he is. He is. He is a strong dude. Um, dude, he's gonna have a. I, I think he's gonna have a huge year this year. Strong. I really think. Yeah. Monster. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he had. I mean, for him, it was a. We'll call it a down year, I guess. I would think in terms of what he had been producing, but he had some nagging injuries and stuff, and I think that. You know, he's fresh and ready to go this year, and I think he's gonna just explode, like you said. Yeah, I don't and I don't I don't know if it's so much uh a down year. Yeah, I wouldn't say it was down, but plays yeah, it just was a little it seemed like he was like a step off sometimes, which was odd. Um, but and he's still phenomenal. I but I just think he's really gonna blow up this year, especially with teams having to adjust the style of him and Isaiah Davis back there. I mean Man, I mean, yeah, yeah. And, and the behind that line, the old line that's sick, nasty. We're getting ahead of ourselves here, aren't we? We are. Well, and we won't get in too deep into like individuals because uh, Matt and Kyle and Dallas covered that extremely well on their episodes. Yes. Um, if you want to, if you want to get in depth like roster analysis, go check out those guys. You can, they tell you mm-hmm. all about who's going to be the big contributors this year and what we got going on. So go check out those. Um, they should be on uh, both YouTube and our Facebook page. Um, but yeah, uh, Brennan and I are going to focus a little more on the Missouri Valley as a whole, FCS as a whole, and, and where we sit within all that. Um, with that in mind, should we uh, go ahead and show the preseason poll? Yes. Which, yes. at this point, we're using the Hero Sports poll, which is done by Sam Herder. I think, is it just him now? Uh, he has a second guy helping him. Um, BMAC had gotten moved off. <clears throat> Everybody probably remembers BMAC. He was on the uh, pod here with us before. Um, he had gotten moved off the FCS beat um, as of, I think, a week ago or two weeks ago. He actually resigned from Hero, from Hero Sports because he didn't, like what they were doing so he's going to be doing fcs stuff again which is really exciting um so i don't know if he's going to be involved in that as the as that goes on i imagine not because he resigned from hero but yeah um, i think it's just sam right now regardless uh i got a couple more comments i'm going to show before we get into that 605 hogs yes <laughs> yeah um, baby they're going to be beast again this year uh Quick question. We'll answer this quick between Davis and Strong since we were talking about him. Who has the better year between them? Um, oh, I'm going to go a thousand, a thousand yards each and 15 touchdowns each. It's going to be 50 50. 15 touchdowns apiece. Oh, yeah. They're going to be, I mean, they're going to be oh racking God. them up. It's going to be this offense. That's is be so unreal. many touchdowns. I know, but it's I mean, going to be, that it's is going to be fun to watch. Each one averaging just shy of a touchdown game. That yeah, be, well, that if that happens, we're not just winning the natty. <laughs> we're winning the natty by like forty points. You know that, right? Yeah. Um, you know how do you define a better year between those two? Because they're such a different style back. That's you the know? thing. I, I assume and, they're talking statistically. And right, but are are we going yards or are we going touchdowns? Because I think. Uh, the way Davis runs will lend to him being in on goal line situations maybe a little more frequently because he's more uh, violent in his running style. Um, he obviously can bust long ones right up there, you know, 
with the best of them, as was showcased in the national championship game. And that's the only part of the national championship game we'll talk about today. Um, but, uh, you know, whereas Pierre is getting big chunk yards, but I mean, scoring 20, 15 yards. So I think Strong will, might have more yards this year by maybe two, 300 yards. But I think Davis will probably have like, four more touchdowns just through goal line opportunities and um strong's so good out of the backfield catching the ball too so mm-hmm. um yeah it'll be interesting yeah, to I, see how many I think it'll be hard to split hairs on that yeah uh, he's the <laughs> right that's what we're <laughs> supposed to do um it'll be interesting to see how many times they're both on the field how many times we see two right. back sets with them both on there because i don't remember who it was but for a while there we saw that pretty often um mm-hmm. uh another comment on the beard thanks dallas appreciate that <laughs> wow i'm never doing that thing again that was terrible <laughs> anyways <laughs> that's that, gonna be screenshotted at some that looks so sure. much worse when i don't have a beard to do <laughs> stupid stuff like that uh, all right awesome. let's get with <laughs> it we said we were going to show the preseason poll let's show the preseason poll i want to share I mean, my, you know, we say we're going to do stuff all the time, like start at 8.30 and things like that. Although we pulled it off this time. We did so, this time. We did. Um, you know, I'm glad. Uh, I, I'm sure we probably surprised some people. They probably were like 8.30. We'll be here at, you know, 8.35. Oh, that, that looks great. Yeah, you got to scroll, scroll down, brother. Oh, yeah. You just, uh, this, I need a drum roll. I'm working my way up to it. You, you know, right. you used to yell at me when I drum on my table. So yeah, now don't I'm physically capable of doing that. Um, do, <laughs> so no. for the for the people not watching right now, we have the Hero Sports uh, FCS preseason top twenty-five. Yes, and coming in at number twenty-five is a familiar a Missouri Valley team, Missouri State. Um, yep. They had a very good year last year. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if they continue that um, kind of trajectory uh, with mm-hmm. um, what's his face, Petrino. Yeah. Um, you know, he did a good job turning us program around. So it'll be interesting. Um, just looking for any other noteworthy Valley teams here. So, yeah, they're all crammed into the top 10. So outside right. of the top 10, we have Missouri State at 25. And then you've got UND at 10. You've got yep. Southern Illinois at five, North right. Dakota State at four, South yep. Dakota State at three. So you've got. Three of the top, three of the top five are Missouri Valley. Four of the top ten, Missouri Valley. So, just another right. predicted to be another really strong year for the Missouri Valley. And then above us, you got James Madison, Sam Houston. Um, if you look at any of the other polls that were done preseason this year, it was kind of interchangeable between like Sam Houston, James Madison, SDSU, NDSU. With yep. I think Sam Houston was majority of the time at number one, um, but outside of that, I think it was pretty interchangeable right and i mean sam houston was kind of the one with the highest average ceiling uh probably followed by james madison um people like flipping us with north dakota state quite a bit um southern illinois in those polls around was usually in the five to seven range um und is anywhere from 10 to six uh you know when it comes to valley teams the interesting thing to me about this year's preseason poll compared to um, your normal preseason poll is how how the voters uh, could have looked at it. Because, yeah, people will vote with 
the thought process that it's all based off of the year before, which I generally think is a terrible idea because rosters change, people graduate, things like that. And then there's people who are the other way and they try to use it as a predictor of who they think is going to be, um, you know, where people are going to finish at the end of the year. And yeah, Steve, we got hosed a little bit because of the QB situation. Absolutely. Um, if you've uh, followed me or Ben on Twitter, you have seen us uh, fight the good fight on that a couple times, uh, a couple different occasions. I've gotten into it with people. Um, but on the on the preseason polls, uh, the way I think it should be looked at is kind of a mix where what did you do last year? What do you got coming back? But it's based off of right now um, because after week one, we're going to find out how good people really are. You're not voting in week two about who's going to win the national championship. You're voting about who has the best resume, who's done the best stuff, who looks like they're the best team. Um, and this year, you could really, 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 really lean heavily on what happened last year because everybody's bringing back who they got. Like Very few teams have, like nobody's got big roster turnover. Just a few key positions like us with Mark going down and our QB situation that dinged us in the polls. Now, in the end, do the polls matter? No. If we're ranked 54th going into the season and you win your last game of the season, you're still national championship. You're still a natty winner. That It doesn't matter. But it's fun for us to talk about. So I think we got hosed in that situation a little bit. Um, NDSU is getting major, major benefit of the doubt, in my opinion, when it comes to those things because um, – you know, people go, well, they just barely lost to Sam Houston State. Well, they just, you know, they they didn't lose that badly to SDSU. Um, and they're getting a new quarterback. And this guy's going to be, you know, quarterback Jesus because it's NDSU. And, you know, their tra last transfer did so well. He's starting at the University of South Carolina. So um, weird, huh? That That's a real thing. If you didn't, if people didn't know, if you're listening, Zeb Nolan is starting for the University of South Carolina, which says a lot about them as a program. Anyways. Uh, yeah, but I don't know. I just, it's, uh, I think they're getting a lot of benefit of the doubt and people forget that the Sam Houston game, their team scored zero points offensively. Every point was a special team or defensive score. And against us in the marker game at home in Fargo, one of the toughest places in the country to play, we put up 300 yards worth of rushing on them and almost 500 yards worth of offense. Like, I don't see how all of a sudden getting a quarterback is going to make their lines better, going to make their receivers better. Watson's obviously a dude, but otherwise I don't, I, I don't understand it personally, but and the polls as a whole, the preseason polls aren't worth getting worked up over, even though obviously I do sometimes. <laughs> no, I agree. I mean, it, they definitely took our QB situation and it seems like that, that was the worst part is that they, any poll that ranked NDSU above us, they had literally zero ground to stand on. Right. What would your possible, and I, like you said, that was the the hill that we died on, is like there's no possible way right. that we can explain this in a, in a decent manner. But luckily, Hero Sports got it right. Uh, they usually do. They're pretty good. Um, we'll yeah. rely on the AGS one from, from here on out usually, but that one, they didn't do a preseason one. Um, I don't know. Uh, they normally don't do a preseason one, though, do they? Uh, that's like an a eons-long debate that we could probably yeah. do a whole podcast on why <laughs> preseason, preseason polls are good and why they're bad. And yeah. 
Um, actually, I think uh, the FCS Fan Nation guys uh, did do a podcast on that. Um, and, you know, if you're starved for football right now, um, if you're starved for football, you uh, need to, um, like, follow Banner Eye on Twitter. Um, we tweet out podcasts that are available all the time. Sam Herter has one. FCS Fans Nation has one. I mean, and, and the list goes on and on. Hair Razors have one. Um, that's another SDSU-oriented one. Um, they're a little more laid back and throwing some down while they're doing it. They're pretty fun. Uh, yeah, Terry, you're right. I think the polls give us more determination. The lower the rank, the more encouragement it gives a team. I don't know if it's so much encouragement as it is uh, determination. You know, everyone who's not ranked number one feels like they should be ranked number one. Um, but if you're the caliber of team that SDSU is and you get them extra motivated, that's that's always a really good thing. Yeah. And, you know, Steve has a good point here, too, in terms of, you know, we talk about the the new quarterback and he, he's right. He, he doesn't have to be a world beater. And he mentioned right. Brad Johnson won a Super Bowl. <laughs> um, you know, there's a bunch, of, there's a few other examples like that that you know, not world beater quarterbacks have won Super Bowls. And um, you know, like he's saying, with the team we got, you know, he doesn't. All he has to do is really take care of the ball, be efficient, and make the right play. You know, it. I mean, mm. I'm just saying I'm, he doesn't. He's not going to have to come in and like be win the Walter Payton Award. I'm not sold on average quarterback. I think average is the the wrong term. Um, oh, he's he, average he, there. He, he, yeah, you know, yeah. average quarterback. I, and you know, Brad Johnson. You know, he did win a Super Bowl. Don't get me wrong. Um, as has been pointed out uh, by a couple other people, it's been a long time uh, since a, uh, but not with Minnesota. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time since a average quarterback won the FCS championship. Like you got to go back to at least 2015 with Easton Stick, and even then they had to bring they brought Carson Wentz in for the national championship game. I think you need at least a good quarterback, and I I think average is going to be really hard to pull off because I do think the level of talent that's in the FCS is higher than it might have been in the past 15 years, where just your level of athlete and coaching is and facilities are so much higher. Um, Getting and that's why I don't think you're going to see a triple option team win anytime in the near future. By the way, uh, is teams once you get to that semifinal game, I mean, we've been there, we've seen it. Uh, JMU, if you have to go one dimensional against them, that's a really tough road to hold, you know. And average quarterback against a really good defense, defense, and then can be forced to be one dimensional. We saw it, um, happen with good quarterbacks where we've been forced to be one-dimensional, I hurt. So I think we do need good quarterback play. Um, but like you said, I don't think we need Walter Payton award-winning quarterback play. Um, and the good thing is we have a guy that is very, very promising. Right. His name for everybody, I, I asked him personally because I didn't want to butcher his name. It's Oladokun. Oladokun. Chris Oladokun. Yes, sir. So there we go. We're not going to get it wrong. I don't have to use O, which I, I still might from time to time. But um, he is very promising. He looks really good in the the tape that I've seen so far. And every everything we hear coming out of camp is that 
he's uh, ready to go. He's he's yeah. going to be really good. So I'm really, really excited to see him, especially on Friday. Yes. Um, just to see how he melds with our offense, how he handles the pressure. Um, you know, it's when you got a guy that's got that much experience under his belt, I think we should be fine. And I think he'll do great. Um, but that's just the the big unknown right now is that right you know, that that's it that's that's the only unknown we have just it's a weird yeah. feeling going into football season uh a, a college football season especially with so much turnover that that is the only unknown we have right um nice nice subtle uh you know name drop there by by the way i asked him personally go ahead and brush your shoulders off on that one he's he it's okay guys he, ben knows people no, he graciously answered my <laughs> my Twitter DM, so I I appreciate that he was he was very Slide nice in the and DMs. Look at you go. Um, <laughs> no, uh, you know the positive thing about the I know Matt and uh, you know Kyle and Dallas said you know you probably don't want you know it'd be good to keep Colorado State guessing until the last minute. I do agree with that, but from where we're sitting, it is kind of nice that they named a quarterback. Because we get to talk about all the great stuff we've been hearing about him. And just from what I've heard from, you know, a couple players and parents, things like that, he sounds like the real deal um, for sure. But like you said, it's a weird feeling. A, having as much confidence as you do in every other position group, because we already watched him be good enough to make the national championship and be 19 seconds away from winning it. But, um, it's also kind of um, we. It's weird in the sense that not really weird. It's tough because quarterback is the one position where if you have one weakness in that position, that's the whole position. Whereas opposed to your offensive linemen, your receivers, linebackers, things like that, you have some other guys you can cover for him. So yeah, that's a big. Uh, I think everybody's going to be staring at that position. Yeah, and like like Terry says here, I mean, the, he's oh my god, he's got a good point. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. That's a, what a weakness! <laughs> what a weakness! No, uh, We're gonna forget that and they, no, and CFL quarterbacks, right? Like they have had a good run of quarterbacks, and they have. I don't know if we could say they relied on them, but but right, they had success. I mean, they had a year last year where they didn't have good quarterback play and they didn't have very much success, though. So. Right. I don't know. Clearly, it's important. Um, right. Other people are bothered by your beard. Just want to mention that. Yeah. Um, oh, Jordan knows. He lives by me. Yeah. Well, he's sad about it. Uh, Dallas said it's <laughs> it distracting. Is, it is, um, isn't it? So I'm, I'm not ruggedly handsome anymore. I'm just straight <laughs> handsome. And it, it does, it bothers myself, uh, honestly, when I wake up in the morning. It's just hard to stop looking at the mirror, um, <laughs> get out the door on time. <laughs> so if you're, uh, if you're only listening, um, I do encourage you to check out our videos because we do have some good content at times. Maybe just wait until he grows his beard back. Not, not um, right now. We don't. Yeah, don't. There's other don't, times that. Yeah, like just when Matt and Kyle and stick Beth to and the Dallas are on there. Stick to the audio for now. Oh, there you go. You got one compliment. Oh, thank you. See, I like Tammy is my <laughs> new favorite person who watches the show, and it's not close. The rest of uh, you suck. So Matt, Matt's loving it too. <laughs> uh, the boss is watching. Shh, shh, shh. 
<laughs> All right. Well, so we covered the FCS preseason poll. Let's take a look at the Missouri Valley preseason poll. Yeah. This one's going to be even harder to pull up for you because it's just tiny and in the corner. Actually, I found a nice PDF that they made. Look at you go. Oh, ad blocker detected. That's my favorite um, PDF. Oh, it is kind of tiny still. Dang it. <laughs> but um, right. let's look at the point across. Yeah. So, I don't Can you even see that? I can. Maybe but I'll I'm just, looking at it on I'll my computer. I don't know possible. if the other Here people can. I'll make it as big as possible for everybody. So, if you're watching the video, make it full size on your phone. You'll be able to read it probably. For the, I think it's the first time in 10 years, NDSU is not picked to be number one in the Missouri Valley Football Conference. You're welcome, America. Yes. And I believe it's the since the first time since we've been in the Missouri Valley that we're picked number one. Yes. And so this is a big deal. I mean, again, it's just a preseason poll. So uh, take it for what it's worth. But, I mean, I think it it just kind of backs up, you know, what we've been talking about in terms of how we have such high expectations for this season. Right. Um, so for those not watching, um, we are on top of the poll with 454 total points and 24 first-place votes. NDSU is right below with 18 first-place votes and 435 points, which, again, I don't understand how they got 18 first-place votes. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense to me, but yeah, we don't need to belabor that point. I can um, I can ramble on it all day if you like. I know we could, but that. it wouldn't. It wouldn't do any good. I mean, uh, we'd enjoy it and probably feel better. It'd be like a yeah. therapy session, but I don't. <laughs> I don't think anybody watching is like, yeah, give me not, two hours of that. Yeah, not looking to hear that again. Um, <laughs> I mean, clearly a lot relies on the their transfer quarterback. Which yes, he's from Virginia Tech, and yes, he had like one good game that he's got some good tape on. Um, we'll see if that translates or not into. Well, go ahead. I just heard the craziest quote today driving home. Um, I live in Fargo for another month here and uh, <clears throat> I'm driving home and they're interviewing the quarterbacks coach and the guy goes, and what do you think of Matt Entz's quote? So this must've been said by Matt Entz that accuracy is an overrated statistic. Um, and then their quarterback coach proceeded to go on and not talk a single word about how accuracy has improved, gotten better, or anything in any form or fashion, just that he's been working hard and was coached well where he came from, and we've just worked on a couple things here. So uh, I don't call that a ringing endorsement, <laughs> and that's also the strangest thing I've ever heard a coach say. Like, I get it um, if you're throwing, like, a ton of deep balls – you know, you're going to have a worse completion percentage. Um, but, like, I think his completion percentage was, like, in the low 50s when he was at Virginia Tech. So, yeah. I mean, so, the, the and, dude's the dude's a freak athlete. Like, if you look at him, he looks huge. like he's been starting in the NFL linebacker for, like, five years. because He's 245-pound quarterback. A beast. Um, I'm sure he can throw the ball a mile. The, again, the question is how accurate is it going to be? Does he have touch on his passes? Because mm -hmm. you have to have that. And so um, he's going to be a force on the, in the run game. We know that. But um, 
you need to have the passing in there too. So enough about NDSU. Um, yes. What do you think about UND sliding in above Oof. Southern Illinois on the preseason poll? Uh, well, um, th- see, this is the most interesting two team. Well, three through five to me are the most interesting teams on here. UND, uh, if I was to pick, because, you know, generally there is that one team in the Valley. There's like five or six teams or, you know, four to five teams that are ranked real high, like one through 12 range, right? And usually one of them, because of the nature of just being in the Valley and you're going to play each other, like bombs. And some of them bomb really hard. And to be honest, um, if I were to bet, and if I could make this bet, I might actually consider doing it on a team to drop significantly after their last season. Your two prime suspects would be North North Dakota and Southern Illinois because neither of them have really had a lot of sustained sex success success in their. That was a pretty excellent for you. Well, good way to start off the season. <laughs> yeah, we are rocking and hot, aren't we? Um, to have sustained success in their past uh, is what I was going for there. Anyways, uh, but UND, if you look at what happened uh, for them to end up ranked so highly and things like that, um, they had a lot of things really roll their way in that spring season. Number one, they played Southern Illinois, didn't have any indoor practice facilities, and wasn't really able to practice for the first two weeks of the season. And then um, their quarterback got hurt in that game, and then they had like 47 interceptions against them. So North Dakota roadhouse them. Um, I don't think you'll find a single um, SDSU fan who thought we were the worst team in that game. That was more one that, um, you know, some things didn't go our way. There was a bunch of bad luck things where the guy fumbled and bounced right back into his hands. Um, So they won that game. And then they schedule USD for a Thursday game. A week after they were the week after they got back from Illinois State, so their buses rolled into South Dakota on a Sunday. Then they had like two practices and had to drive up to UND. So that's already three of their wins. And when you look at their road games, they were five hundred. So I don't think now that they're going to play at SDSU at Southern Illinois, I think they are set up for a really really rough season. Um, I I think they're gonna tank. Not not tank. Well, yeah, tank. I think they're gonna drop to like <laughs> seventh in the conference. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Like you said, they got a really tough road schedule, and like Chad says here, SIU should definitely be over them, um, uh, because they can win on the road, and I think they're just yes. generally a better team. Um, so yeah, we'll see how that pans out. But like you said, I would bet a lot of money that UND drops from three down to the five or six or seven range. Right. Um, and then, so outside of um, those top three, we got Southern Illinois, UNI, Missouri State, Illinois State, USD all the way down to number eight, Youngstown State, Indiana State at 10, and then Western mm-hmm. Illinois at 11, which congrats to Indiana State. First game back yep. in like 600 and some days, I think they said. Ooh, <laughs> and, right. Yeah, so right, they held on against each Illinois, so they're sitting pretty on top of the Missouri Valley right now. Enjoy, held on, held on was the right term, too. Um, 
I'm really curious to see how that continues to play out because just even like in our game where Colorado State played a couple games in the fall, um, and we and we can talk about this later too, but just overall, teams that played in the spring facing teams that didn't play in the spring or didn't play for a year, the game shape, you could see it in that mm-hmm. Eastern Illinois game. Eastern Illinois started to run that game, and Indiana State escaped with that win because the Eastern Illinois quarterback decided he really liked the Indiana state color blue more than the Eastern <laughs> Illinois blue. So he threw them a lot and gave up pick six. Otherwise I think Eastern Illinois might've come back and won that game. And it yeah. wouldn't have been because they were necessarily better, but because Indiana state was gassed. Yeah. But they did win. Um, mm-hmm. Like Steve says here, uh, with everyone coming back and all the teams, it's going to be a tough Missouri Valley schedule. He's right. You know, it's it's a tough it's tough anyway. Yeah. But with everybody, basically everybody coming back on almost right. every team, um, it makes it really tough. Which it's funny, you know. Like I've I've heard multiple times, like they have twenty starters returning and twenty one starters. Right. Returning. It's like. Well, most years that means yeah. something, but this year, yeah, that's to be right. expected. So they have 20 starters returning from a team that had one win and lost by an average of 47 points. Yeah. Wow. They're going to be just as bad. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're using, you know. u- using it as a reason that they're going to be good this year. It's like, no, everybody has 20, 20 returning starters. <laughs> Right. Um, unless you're like Illinois State or Youngstown State and just had everybody leave because, you know, maybe you just unceremoniously quit the season and left everybody hanging and didn't tell your players. So they all got really pissed. So they all left. Yeah. That's what Illinois State, I, ooh, Illinois State, they're going to have a rough year. Um, they will. And they're, they're really they're picked to be seven. Um, I do like this comment. Uh, USD should be lower. Uh, couldn't agree more. I think they should. Yeah. Um, yeah, lose all their games this year and be 11th in the conference. Well, I think if we lowered them, like if we were able to lower them 10 more miles, then they would be in Nebraska and not a part of the school system, which would be better. That would also be you meant the polls. Yeah. Um, uh, no, do they don't have, have an offensive line. We do know? have a, actually before, uh, even <laughs> Bishop, Bishop Sycamore had 20 returning starters. <laughs> if, uh, that's a good one. Uh, if Google anybody it. doesn't know about Bishop Sycamore, Google it. It's an insane story, um, but it's a good one. Uh, mm-hmm. Steve has a good question here. Who is the dark horse in the Valley this year? So clearly it's not going to be it's not going to be SDSU, NDSU, Southern Illinois, or even UND because they're in the top 10. And I would even say, I don't even know if you can pick Missouri State because they're in the top 25 preseason. So anybody outside of those five, who do you think is going to be the dark horse? Well, I mean, it depends how you're you're picking dark horse, and are we saying it to make the playoffs or to win the conference? Because if you're going to win the conference, then I think you got to pick anybody. I think anybody out of the SDSU and NDSU could be considered a dark horse to actually win the conference because that's true. The, the most the biggest mainstays. If you're going yeah. for the playoffs, then you're absolutely right. Um, if I was going to go playoffs and I couldn't pick from the top six. I'd probably go with Indiana State. I uh, did like what I saw out of them. And once they get a couple games under their belt and are up to game shape, they don't have the same wear and tear without the springs without playing the spring season. They could be that team um, to win the conference. I don't know. I'll let you talk and I'll think about it. I guess. 
Yeah, I mean, so in, in reference of what you were saying, I think, and and I said only those five that were in the top 25. So you and I is not, I think they would be the one that you could mm. say that, you know, has a chance to be a dark horse in the right. Missouri Valley. Um, they had mm-hmm. somewhat of a down year and, you know, they seem to reload really well. And I think they could have a good year um, pretty easily. Um, Chad picks Missouri State. Um, you know, in terms of, of winning the Valley, like you said, I think it's got to be Southern Illinois, um, you know, mm-hmm. because I assume, you know, the, the two favorites are clearly South Dakota State and NDSU. Um, mm-hmm. And then Southern Illinois picked fourth in the conference. I would say that'd be a dark horse to win the conference anyway. Yeah. Um, you know, Southern Illinois, I could definitely agree with if um, both um, Patterson and Oladokun don't, um, I said it wrong. Because I'm a terrible person. I'm sorry. Oladokun. 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 I'm gonna sit in front of a mirror and practice that for a week. <laughs> um, but it's uh, we are not professionals. Uh, <laughs> um, no, but Southern Illinois would be the great pick for that because if either SDSU or NDSU don't have good quarterback play, their offense alone could um, easily win games where we can't keep up in a track meet. Um, but and I would say them more so than you and I over what Matt said, just because um, you and I hasn't proven to have an offense for the last two years, three years, like of any type. I mean, how do you have a guy like Spencer Brown who was in the top 99th percentile of that adjusted athleticism thing that they have for the NFL at op- playing offensive tackle for you? The dude is, literally the top 1% of the most athletic freaks in the NFL and you couldn't properly teach him how to block pass pass block cuz they're sitting there talking about him going yeah he's a great run blocker but dude dude's got terrible form for pass blocking like how do you pay some attention to the offensive side but they could take a big leap forward because they did have their offensive coordinator dip out right before our game against them last season so that would yeah. be the big argument for a turnaround for him. Right. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they bounce back this year. Um, Tammy mentioned Youngstown, how they um, they kind of outperformed their win-loss uh, record from last year, and they played tough. I agree. Um, I just don't know that the talent's there um, for them to make a run when the top of the Missouri Valley is this strong. Right. Um, in any other conference, maybe, but... Um, Oladokun. Yep, Oladokun. 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 Yep, I'm getting Got it. Bingo. All right, baby steps, guys. Baby steps. Beat on me a little more. It, I got a thick skull. I need things pounded into my head. <laughs> All right. Well, now that we took care of the both preseason rankings for the FCS and Missouri Valley, um, yeah, we did ask for a dark horse. You're right. Youngstown State would definitely be a dark horse. That would be. I think the only darker horse you could go than Youngstown State would be um, Western I mean, you, Illinois. You already mentioned Indiana State. That'd be a pretty dark horse. Uh, if I, but you, you were saying picking from the bottom the, six. The darkest. Yeah, the darkest one would be Western Illinois. It would theory. be Western Illinois. But, but they always I seem mean, to come out of nowhere. They do. They really do. Speaking coming out of coming no, out of nowhere, we do have another sponsor, Jackrabbit Central, for all your sweet SDSU gear 
if you're going on, want to order online, they'll ship it out to you. Um, I know you and Kyle have awesome customer service reports from just them bringing gear to you guys at the national championship game, things like that. Um, I know they have all the best stuff. Ben Shields been there. I'll go to Jackrabbit Central first. They got the better better gear. Oh yeah, no doubt. You know, Walmart's got some gear. It's just not it's not good compared to what they got at Jackrabbit Central. Um, make sure you check out their stuff first because they've got the biggest selection. And um, yeah, it's it's the only place to shop for your Jacks gear. Yeah, and get the bibs. Get the bibs, man. I got the they do all the time. That's, the, they, that's where I got my bibs, where my wife got her bibs. That's where my yeah. daughter's got her bibs. She's growing, which needs to stop because now I got to buy more bibs, and those things are cheap. <laughs> they do have the blue and yellow striped bibs, so you can pick those up at Jackrabbit Central. All right. So what quickly here, before we get into the Colorado State game and some picks, what are you, what are you predicting our record will be this year? Because we did this, I did this with Matt in Dallas. I want to hear what yours is. In counter games, or are we counting the non-counter game in there? Technically, uh, Lindenwood doesn't count as an FCS counter we're, towards playoffs. I'm being our record. I'm going uh, one loss. I think we're going to have um, – it, it's just so hard to go undefeated. It really is mm-hmm. so hard to go undefeated um, for some – Godforsaken reason we put you and I on Hobo Day, and there's two things that means: uh, the weather's going to be horrible, and uh, secondly, uh, we're just going to have a bad time because for whatever reason we have a hard time with you and I on Hobo Day. So I will pick you and I as our one loss on Hobo Day, just off of superstition alone. Um, otherwise, I think we are. I just love this team. Um, just the amount of talent that is everywhere. Um, everything I've heard about Oladokun is, um, I did it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, everything I've heard about him and just knowing where he came from at Sanford, they're a, they're a passing program down there, um, which sets up great for us because we don't, I mean, we, we need mobility from a quarterback, but he doesn't have to be a running back when we've got Isaiah and Pierre back there and having someone who can consistently pass down the field with accuracy to me will be more important than someone who can truck a defender if we're going to have to pick not mark um you know that's the traits that i suppose i would prefer more you know ability to stretch the field is the biggest thing to me and what i hear he's got that big in the spades he does and you know the the player that he likes to compare himself to is russell wilson in terms of being able to extend that play um, and to not necessarily look to run right away. Right. Uh, Because if you watch Russell Wilson, he can run, but he doesn't look to run. He looks to extend the play and keep his eyes downfield, which it sounds like that's what Oladokun Oladokun does. And I'm really excited to see how he does that because we do need him to stay healthy. I mean, I do, he can run, um, but I think his, his health is the biggest priority. And if he can stay healthy and, let our running backs do the running and he just right. extends some plays and does some passing. That'll be the ideal. Well, especially with Landon Wolf too. And as a weapon, I mean, good Lord, if, if the, that's a spooky offense reminiscent of when we had Taryn Jake in Dallas, you know, mm-hmm. and I've gotten, I, I have heard 
a decent amount of Taron Christian com, uh, uh, comp comparisons about him, which, I mean, gosh, that would be just a shame to have someone that flipping good playing quarterback with what we have for talent overall on the team. Exactly. So back to your uh, long drawn out, which I told you to be quick. What is your, good at it. your season record prediction? I told you one loss, 10 to one. Oh, one loss. Got it. I, it was so kind of one loss. All that. You and I, <laughs> Obo day. Okay. So 10 and because one. That Got just it. is bad. Like it's it. voodoo. Why do they keep picking you and I stop it? I don't know. It's ridiculous. I went nine and two just cause I'm a realist. Um, it's a tough schedule and it uh, is a tough schedule. Yeah. Um, Terry asked, how's Mark coming along? I have no idea. I've seen him um, walking around, and uh, I've heard reports that he's, like, basically another coach at practice, which is really cool to hear that he's, yeah. like, still super involved, even though he's injured. Um, and so I would assume he's he's come along coming along very well. Um, yeah, him and Jabore. Chad asked. Yeah, Jabore sounds like he's around, too, um, doing some coaching, too, which is awesome. Chad asked us if, he, if this if Oladokins as mobile as TC. I don't know either. It'll be interesting to find out um, yep. uh, from his stature. I mean, I, it looks like he would be, but we'll see. Well, it'd be weird um, to have that comparison and then have him be like a you know Drew Bledsoe back there, right? Uh, <laughs> keep the faith, guys. Yeah, sorry. I, I assume she's saying we should be picking them to be undefeated, but. Right, I don't know. it's just uh, that's a tough, tough task. And... I compare myself to Russell Wilson, but I've got Tom Brady's four year <laughs> <Right. dash time. laughs> That would be a very big surprise. Um, right. Steve mentions we do have the toughest games at home, which 100%. that is very, very true, and that's why I think we can get to that 10 and 1, 9 and 2 mark. Yep, with those tough games away, you know, you got to be down in like 8 and 3 or 7 and 4, but um, yeah. And then last comment I'll go here is how is Wentz in the NFL, but Taryn isn't? That's an extremely good question. I don't know how Taryn's on the NFL. I think he's an NFL quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I, I don't have that answer. I don't have the NFL eye for talent. Um, you know, how did uh Cade not get drafted? How did Cade get let go today? I don't I don't understand that. How did um you know Rosebone get let go today? I don't know. I'm <laughs> I don't get paid to make those decisions, but on to the Colorado state game. Um, yes. Ch- Brad asked, how important is this Colorado state game win or loss for the rest of the season? And Chad also said earlier, this game has playoff implications. Is it a hashtag must win? Um, I don't think you can call it a hashtag must win. No. However, I think it does, it does have playoff implications. Yeah. And it is an important game, yes. Uh, because as 100%. we've seen, when they're seeding um, playoffs, they do take those FBS games and FBS wins into account. They don't yes. dock you for an FBS loss, but they heavily credit you for you for an FBS win. So, in that sense, it is a very important game. I think the other sense is that we need to keep this momentum that we've got going from last year. I mm-hmm. think that would be the the biggest. Um, I don't know. Uh, the biggest issue with a loss is that it would kind of take away some of that momentum. Whereas if we win, it'll kind of feel like, yeah, we're still rolling here. Um, so I guess that's my overall takeaway on those two comments. Um, you know, for the team standpoint, um, 
I I'm pretty sure those guys all think that we are, um, and us as fans, we all believe that the Missouri Valley is as good as any G5 conference out there. Um, so this is a huge opportunity to prove it, and that's where that's really important. Um, this is an extremely rare FBS game, particularly for us, where um, we're getting a G5 team, uh, and we're expected to win to a point. Um, I think a lot of at least FCS fans out there and people who follow the FCS expect us to win or it to be dang close. And it's extremely important from that regard. Um, if you lose this game, it is an FBS game. So it's not really going to count against you in the playoffs, but when you already have a non counter on the schedule schedule, thanks Tarleton. It was Tarleton, right? Or was it Dixie? Uh, cut out? It was Tarleton. Yeah. Dixie still yeah, on the schedule. So- Tarleston, you ducked us, you little dirty little <laughs> I'm not gonna use that. I'm not gonna use my one one pass for the season this early. Um but uh it that's why it's so important because you're already going in without an opportunity at getting to eleven wins compared to everybody else. Um right. if you want the number one seed, yeah, it's very important. That's a huge leg up. But is it a must win? Well, no, I mean, you're not at must-win territory until you got four losses because, I mean, we've seen Youngstown State make it into the playoffs as a unseeded team and make the national championship game. Yeah. So a couple more comments here. Wentz has more picks than a guitar store. I enjoy that comment a lot. Had to throw that one up there. Oh, um, my God. Jamal has a question here. What newcomers are you interested in seeing this year? So this is an interesting year for newcomers because, right. again, it's a COVID year. We have everybody coming back. So it's going to be very, very tough for any newcomers to mm-hmm. crack the um, the roster, I guess. And um, the one thing I think Stig mentioned in his show is that um, one of the the only, I don't know if he said the only, but one of the freshmen that he expects to see some playing time is Amar Johnson at, at running back. And that's just because uh, that's, that's, he's our third string running back. And usually the third string right. running back sees quite a bit of action. Um, and so I think that one, you know, you could throw that name up there. I mean, the, the obvious newcomer would be Landon Wolf. I mean, right. he, he's a newcomer and, and Oladokun for that matter, are both mm-hmm. newcomers. So, I mean, uh, those guys for sure were excited to see as well. Yes. Yeah. I think, you know, really, if you're going newcomers, you got to go Chris Oladokun and Landon Wolf just because, um, yeah, it's going to be really hard for a true freshman to make an impact when you got sixth year seniors basically on the field. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's a tough one to answer. I'm sure we're going to see them get playing time, particularly in, you know, like the Lindenwood game. Um, and hopefully a couple others where they get a chance to get on the field. Um, but as for making huge impacts on the game, you got to go Wolf and Oladokun. Yeah, I would agree. All right, so uh, do we want to do picks first or do we want to preview the Colorado State game first? Uh, let's do picks first and then we'll uh, okay. go we'll- ahead. We're going to roll pretty quick through picks here. Um, and then because we would do a brought to you by shenanigans bar and grill on the west side of Sioux Falls shenanigans. Uh, I'm sure they're having the Jacks game on Friday night, eight o'clock. They're having they're not an going o- there. Official watch party hosted Baller. by the Sioux Empire Staters. So That's right. 
go to shenanigans. It is an awesome place. You'll, there'll be a watch party. There. There'll be a ton of Jacks fans. They're going to have the game on most of the screens and the sound on in shenanigans. Um, so, oh, baby. There That's you gonna go. Be sweet. I kind of yeah. want to drive to Sioux Falls just, just for that myself. Dude, you should. I mean, that's going to be my hangout, I know, um, after uh, we finish moving down to Sioux Falls. That's true. We should break the news to everybody. Hey, I'm moving to Sioux Falls. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, I'm moving to Renner. Yeah, um, it's a big deal. I mean, because you yeah, lived up in I'm, Stupid Town for so long. People kind of yes. started to write you off. But, yeah, he's coming down to coming down to God's country down here in South Dakota. We might have to do like a cleansing ceremony or something when I get down there. Um, we should do it right as you cross the soul. Right <laughs> as you cross the border. <laughs> it's just Will Farrell with a can of Budweiser staring across the border, snapping it open. <laughs> yes. Uh, we're we're gonna have to do something. We're gonna we're, we'll post it on here for everybody. <laughs> we'll do a thing. Brendan's cleansing. We'll do a meetup of shenanigans for it. There we go. That's a great idea. Shenanigans. So we're friends. Do an on-site shenanigans one, because our shenanigans are cheeky oh. and fun. Chad said he's going to bring the sage for the the ceremony. We'll have to do that outside. All right. So quickly here, we're going to go through picks, and we're going to pick a couple uh, non-Missouri Valley games. The first one is Jacksonville State at UAB. Brendan said he loves this spread. UAB's Love favored by one. seventeen. Uh, UAB is a good team. Don't get me wrong. Um, Jacksonville State, uh, despite their playoff performances of late, generally does a really good job of being in their. Uh, yeah, it should be done, DJ. Should, they do a really good job of hanging tough in their FBS games. The stat I saw was the last time they didn't cover a line against an FCS or FBS team was Michigan State in 2014. And since then, they played Auburn and a couple other teams. So um, it's not like they're playing all G5 teams. Uh, so give me Jacksonville State on that line. I'll take the points all day long. Agreed. That's a lot of points, 17. Um, that pick was far too long. You're going to have to speed it up, though. Weber oh, we're at... not getting done in an hour. Just give it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, we're not going to. But Weber at Utah. Weber State at Utah. This spread is... Way too big. It's huge. 36 Utah's yeah. favored against Weber State, who is a good team. Um, if I recall, they are I mean they're a top for, five tied for seventh in the oh, FCS preseason okay. poll. Yeah. Um I don't understand the spread. Utah is not that good. Um right. there's been years in the past where they're pretty good, but they weren't very good last year. Um I'm gonna go. Easy well, Utah's Weaver ranked State. this year, I believe. Easy Weaver State cover this year. Yeah, that's pretty. They're like There's twenty-four. Crazy. But... I think Nebraska was ranked or something. So I'd, right, Where I wouldn't that? worry about the preseason rankings. Welcome Husker fans who <laughs> newly <laughs> right. discovered South Dakota State and a team that actually knows how to football. Anyways, um, yeah, I'm taking Weaver all day. Um, if Southern Utah managed to not lose to San Jose State, who is a good FBS team. And Southern Utah's not a good FCS team. Managed to keep it within 35. I there's no way I see the Weber State defense giving up or losing by 36 points. Agreed. Western Illinois goes to Ball State. Um, who is Ball State in the MAC? They They're are in the MAC, right? They're like Action. a a middle level MAC team. 
Yep. Generally yeah. they're mid Which is yeah. what um, CSU's coach compared us to was a mid-level MAC team, which yes. I don't know. I took some offense to that, but anyway, uh, Western Illinois is a 25 and a half point dog against Ball State. Thoughts? 25 point dog? Yep. That's a really tough line because Western Illinois kind of sucks. They're not good, um, not good. Yeah. But they can put up points. So once Ball State starts subbing in their seconds, they could. It's <sighs> a lot of points to eat. I'll take Ball State because why not? I have no faith in Western Illinois. I would also agree with you. Ball State should win that one by more than 25 and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, Youngstown State is only favored by eight and a half against Incarnate Word, who did have okay. a good season last Hold year. Hold up now. Yeah, in, Incarnate Word beat some ranked teams. That Southeastern Louisiana team that took Southern Illinois to the to the brink, they beat the brakes off of them. I don't know. Oh, no. But they beat them. Like, they don't have a defense, though. Like, none. Yeah, they. it's just funny because Incarnate Word, for a while there was like a joke of an FCS team, but now they're actually right. sort of legit. Um, right. But yeah, anyway, Youngstown State is favored by eight and a half. I think I'll take favored. Youngstown. Yeah, I'll take I'll take Youngstown State in that one. I think they'll win by, by eight and a half. Ten, ten to fourteen. I don't think I don't think they have the offense to At keep home. up with Incarnate Word. I I don't care. I'm going to take Incarnate Word. Incarnate Word's defense is terrible. They didn't have a game where they allowed less than twenty points, so they're horrible. But they had like five or six games where they put up fifty points. Yeah. So. And Youngstown State doesn't have Sam Houston State's offense or defense. They're, they they're not a, that good. And they got a decent defense, though. Yeah, defense, de- decent defense, but they're not that caliber. And Incarnate Word put up 20 at Sam Houston. So I'm going to go ahead and take them points all day. If, if they lose, it's going to be like a field goal. All right. The next one we got is Southern Illinois goes to Southeastern Missouri. And Southern Illinois is favored by 13 and a half. I'll go first on this one again. Um, it's a really tough spread, but I'm going to take Southern Illinois. I think they're poised to have a really big year, and I think they're out to prove a point. I think they come out and have a big, big first game here. Yeah, this is a rivalry game, though. They they do it almost every year. Um, I'm going to take SEMO. I think that's going to be a tighter game than it should be. I think Southern Illinois is a way better team than SEMO. I just think it's going to be a close game. Makes sense. And then we've got USD goes to Kansas. And Kansas, who's like literally a joke of an FBS team. Right. Um, like they're the butt of all the um, like conference realignment jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kansas is still favored by 15 and a half points. Wow. Well, I mean, you have Kansas playing the FCS Kansas. So. Um, shade, <laughs> huh? How was that? I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> so, I mean, I imagine FBS to FCS is about 15 points on average. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> um, I'll take Kansas, man. Um, if USD didn't lose their one of their best offensive linemen, I might feel differently. Um, but I think I'm going to take Kansas in this one. I, I probably shouldn't, but I'm going to because if I, I- if I start the season picking USD, I think that's how you yeah. get COVID. Right. It's not so good... I'm not going to risk that. So I'm going to take Kansas. I'd agree. I'll take Kansas as well. Um, then we've got UND going to Idaho State. 
UND is favored by ten and a half. Idaho State all day. Same here. UND is close. Wow, clearly, ten points. I know ten and a half. We've we've determined that UND they is never play well team. there. Yeah. So that's like well, a that was like the big sky joke. Like UND can't play at Idaho State because that uh they just for whatever reason apparently other domes scare them. What is this comment? Can we? Can we on this? You cannot comments? be making comments like that <laughs> when you are married to me. All right. That is, you shut your computer off over there, ma'am. Un, unreal. I'm not even going to say that out loud. That is, <laughs> all right. I'm, anyway, going on the, I'm deleting I, that comment later. Idaho State for sure covering 10 and a half points, maybe win that game. Uh, then we've got Albany going to NDSU. NDSU's 25 and a half point favorites at home. I will take NDSU. I think they come out the gates a little angry about last year, and they win by thirty points. I don't. I don't remember who we were talking about. I'm still. My wife messed with my head. What's this game? <laughs> NDSU favored by twenty five and a half versus Albany at home. Twenty five and a half. Well, um, I'm taking NDSU because uh, because Ents that dude's just pick the new quarterback and he's going to want to put up a billion points with him to show how good of a new quarterback they have to all the, the homeless cow fans. So. Yeah, I think you're right. The next one we got is UNI goes to Iowa state. This is a large spread. Iowa state's supposed to be really good this year. I think they're ranked they top are. 10 mm-hmm. or something crazy. Seven. Uh, number seven. Yeah. When I was looking at it. Yeah. Iowa State is favored by 37 and a half points at hmm? home. Yeah. 37 and a half at home versus UNI. There's uh, two things that UNI is good at ruining my hobo day and having really close games with Iowa State. Yeah. Wasn't it like I think it was two years ago when they. Yeah. When Iowa State was ranked and or, or close to ranked and. You and I were supposed to be not great again. And I mean, I said that comes off wrong, but they weren't expected to be awesome. And they almost won that game with no they, offense. They should have. Sounds yeah. eerily similar. Right. So that spread is ridiculous. I'm going to yeah. assume we're both taking you and I there. You and I, you and I all day, every day. I'm yep. hitting that line in real and life. And then Butler, who. They must just uh, be a glutton for punishment because they love scheduling Missouri Valley games. Um, they are going to Illinois State, and they are 44-and-a-half-point dogs. Oh, my God. That's a lot I'll of take, points. I'll take Butler because the stash isn't going to beat up on them that bad. I wouldn't think so either. Um. Butler, yeah, we'll, we'll have them covering 44 and a half. And then finally, uh, that's that's a lot of games because we have – are we up to 10 Missouri Valley teams now? No, 11. 11, to yeah. 11 Missouri Valley Thanks, teams UND now. And um, USD. You guys screwed it all up. We used to get to play everybody. Right. And so that's a lot of games when they're out of conference. Um, we finally get to our game. According to Five Dimes, which – I had to, I had to download and pay for a VPN, and um, I had to trick my phone into thinking that I was in the. I think it's the, the called an island called the Isle of Man, 
which is where five dimes is now based out of oh my god and so I, awesome. I did that and it worked now i can see five dimes lines because outside of that the united states blocks five dimes and they're the so only ones you... that come out with uh, early fcs lines so you can see the lines but can you bet the lines i would not be advisable for me to do that um uh, yeah i don't think i mean that would be illegal i'm just i'm just wondering if uh the mechanism is there for that to work for you no if i put in a you have to put in your address and everything if i put in united states address they would because they got in a bunch of trouble from the united states they're staying away now so anyway i went through uh a sketchy channel god bless you for paying for the vpn so we can know these lines i get i get it but i got it uh i love man tt is insane look it up on youtube i don't know what tt is me neither anyway um, <laughs> we'll have to look it up on YouTube. So SDSU, are you ready for this? Is favored dun, 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 dun. against Colorado State by three and a half. I'm very surprised by this. That's going on the bulletin board for it, sure. It definitely is. And this isn't American books. Maybe when the American books come out, Colorado State will be favored by a point or something. But the fact that we're going into an FBS game and we're favored on the road on the road is something, right. something else. I thought, I thought Colorado state would come out as like maybe a seven point favorite, maybe a four point favorite and right. then it'd be bet down to close to a pick them. But for us to mm-hmm. start as a three and a half point favorite, whew, I mean, I'm try. I've tried to give Colorado state credit and not overlook them because they are a, decent FCS t- or FBS team. Right. Um, and yeah, I don't, I don't want to make it bulletin board material for them. Um, so I'm probably just going to start stop talking. <laughs> They're going to, they got a lot of dudes, man. I mean, they got a bunch of boss. I think uh, from listening to Matt and Kyle talk, half of Boston college transferred there um, <laughs> when they got their new coach, um, if not more. Um, probably half of Colorado State's student body is also from Boston College now. They all followed him. Um, but they got some players. I mean, that's an ACC school. Um, so the talent is there. Um, they had some struggles. Their defensive line is nasty. Um, just from listening to how they were described and with the amount of TFLs they got, they like led the nation in TFLs. Um, and but they gave up huge amounts of passing yards, so um, tells me they're they'll take some chances. Um, and they're not gonna they're gonna do everything in their power to stop you from running the ball. They only gave up 106 yards. Um, this game reminds me a lot of our traditional U and I games, NDSU games, where you slug it out in the trenches, and whoever's able to run the ball and stop the other guy from running the ball is gonna win the game. I mean. Point blank, and that's something with our conference. We are in that type of dogfight all the time. So this is great. I mean, win, lose, or draw is a great thing to be playing this game in the out of conference, just to get prepped for that. Yep. No, I agree. Um, Terry asked, "Didn't Colorado State only have a few games last year? Yes. Though they had four, they went one and three. Um, if you ask the them, one. they should have went three and one." Um, yes. They had a lot of special teams issues, um, which yeah, I think is going to be a 
big thing in this game, um, you know, taking advantage of their special teams vulnerabilities. Um, I'd be surprised if they fixed them all in the off season. Um, and it'll be real interesting. I saw uh, Landon Wolf, who's our new wide receiver from transfer from Oklahoma state. He's listed as a punt returner. Um, and he's a speedster man. And so I'm real excited to see what he can do. Um, obviously we've seen what Isaiah Davis and I think, um, it's Jaden Yonke is listed as the other kick returner. Um, we've seen what they can do. Um, we know that they're, they're dangerous too. So, um, that'll be a big, um, a big thing is if we can take advantage of the special teams, uh, vulnerabilities that they may have. Um, you mentioned, um, high caliber players. I think their highest caliber player is probably their tight end. Trey McBride, Mm -hmm. Um, he's predicted to go fairly high in the NFL draft. Um, And so I think he's a huge, going to be a huge key to the game. Um, They had real problems with third down conversion rate last year. And if you want to convert a lot of third downs, dump it to your tight end. And, you know, they've got a good one. And so we're going to have to really key on him, especially on third downs. Um, maybe have Bacchus uh, shade him possibly because Bacchus is so good in, in coverage. Um, I see even potentially like Isaiah Stalbert if he's in on a, on a third down package, having him play linebacker and, and shade the um, McBride at tight end. Um, so, yeah, we'll have to really pay attention to what he's doing. Yeah, I mean, guaranteed. I've they, I, At least they claim he's the best uh, tight end in the country. So we have had that weapon before. And now we'll be facing that weapon. Um, you know, he's just not bracketed by Jake Winicky. So um, I'm re- I'm really looking forward to this game. You know, this is the game that we've talked about as hardcore Jacks fans and Missouri Valley fans forever. That we can just knock out these. We're, we're as good as these G5 teams. And it's not the Power 5 traditional mismatch where you're punching up a real weight class we feel this is our weight class um so it's time to go prove it you know and this team's got a lot to prove you know we may not have the line bulletin board material but boy there's sure been plenty flying around before the season there's i this is the most doubt i've ever seen for a team that made the national title game and brought everybody back Granted, we made fun of this earlier. Everybody's bringing everybody back. But we were the team that were there, and it wasn't a miracle. Yes, we had the big comeback against Southern Illinois, but it's not like we had to pull something off like Sam Houston did. Um, It went really tight game after tight game. So it is – there's a lot of – there's a lot of stuff for these guys to prove. And this is going to be an interesting season anyways because this is the first time that we got the target on our back. Um, so I'm really excited to see Oladokun, to see how the team comes out, how sharp we are compared to Colorado State, and it's going to be fun. Yeah, uh, just completely jacked for the game, too. Um, can't wait to get to Fort Collins. Um, are you going to remember the game? That's a really good question. I Thanks. can't answer that at this point. Um <laughs> Uh, Terry mentions with limited play time, is uh, Colorado State really going to show up with the defense they've had in the past? Um, you know, it, it, it's kind of a debate on whether, you know, uh, you know, whether it's an advantage for us to have played in the spring or not. 
Um, I think that'll be a really interesting thing to watch as, you know, we were, we played longer than anybody in the spring. And so we've had a shorter break coming back. Um, Now, I mean, these kids are super young and we stayed fairly healthy in the off season. I would think it's not going to be an issue and maybe even be an advantage for us to have been in real game action that, you know, Mm -hmm. short ago. Um, But it'll be interesting to see um, how that plays out. I mean, I think that should be an advantage to us just after watching that Eastern Illinois game. Um, This might be the opposite of what traditionally happens in an FBS matchup where your top end guys um, are every bit as good as theirs. So it's a tight game. And then eventually you start to wear down due to depth. Whereas, A, I think we have all the depth in the world. I mean, that's, we have incredible depth, but B, we, didn't get done, like you said, we didn't get done playing that long ago. I think we'll be much closer to midseason shape than Colorado State will be. Um, and I think we might really see that show in the second half, which when you've got Isaiah Davis and Pierre Strong coming at you, getting your butt handed to you by the 605 Hogs, having to bash heads with them all game, that is a great recipe, in my opinion, for us. That is a tough recipe to go up against if you're Colorado State. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I, and I think that's a big, going to be a big thing for us is to really get out early and really take their will. Um, you know, if we go out there and punch them in the mouth, uh, they're going to be like, holy cow, these guys are really are. I mean, they've been hearing how good we are. And I'm sure they're, they have. they're, they're waiting to see. I mean, they're not going to be surprised by us. We've probably surprised some other teams in the past, but it's not going to be a surprise um, and so if we show up and we really punch them in the mouth, I mean, it's going to be really tough for them to come back. Um, if we let them get some confidence, go and get the crowd into the game, um, it, we could be in for a dogfight. Um, but, yep. you know, as the line indicates, we should win this game. Um, yeah. You know, honestly, even uh, I didn't expect us to be favored in this game, and I was still going to say that we should win this game uh, because right. I think we're that good. Um, but the the line kind of backs up the fact that we really should win this game, right? So, well, yeah. The the biggest interesting factor to me is I don't remember many times where the FCS team was favored over the um, over the FBS team. So they're going to be pissed. They're going to be really butthurt about it because they've been hearing about how bad they were last year how bad they are, how good we are, and we're a division below them. I mean, really flip the script. Make us the, you know, we're still ourselves, except we're playing a D2 team, say like Mount Union or somebody, and they're coming in and we see the line they're favored over us. That would be absolutely flabbergasting. So Mm -hmm. they're going to be feeling a sort of way and we better be ready because they're going to come out swinging. We're going to get punched in the mouth. They're going to be pissed. So we better not be on our heels and, and be feeling ourselves because we had a good year last year. Um, I hope Mm -hmm. we come out super motivated. Um, I think we will. I'm really curious to see not only what Oladokun is going to do, but how X going to call this game. Mm -hmm. Because are we going to just try to ground and pound them or are we going to go ahead and, is Oladokun look that good that he just goes, they're going to try to stop the run and we're going to eat until they have to let off a little bit. So it's, I have no idea what the first play from scrimmage is, Chad. I really don't. Um, 
the A team picked their guesses, and I'm I can throw it at a dartboard. That's the all my guess would be though. I do like. Uh, I think it was Dallas mentioned like a play action play action pass with a deep deep throw. Um, yes. To to Yankee or even Wolf. Um, yep. You know we do the, like that. We do. We that's really our, do. That's and, our thing, especially if they're going to key in on the run. It's going to be tough for them to yeah. not bite on it. But we do like that at the beginning games, and we do like that in you know big games. Yeah. Well, the exciting thing is that Oladokun said that his favorite ball is the deep ball, and so you know, I mean, if he's good at throwing the deep ball, man, we're it's going to be a fun season. Um, uh, for those that remember watching TC and Winicky, I mean, those guys love the deep ball, and God, that was fun to watch. Yeah. So, I mean, if we get some, anything, anything close to that, it's going to be, um, it's going to. We be got a fun the guys on the outside that are going to be making plays. Mm-hmm. We got really good receiving core. That, ooh, I mean, that's going to be fun. Yeah, and like Steve says, you're having fresh legs late in the game is huge. Agreed, yep. and I think. That if you look at our our two deep, which came out I think today or yesterday, um, it's amazing how deep our team is, especially on defense. And yes. I think that was a, a huge contributor to our success last year, and it'll be again this year um, because it's just you know our guys don't get tired because they can come in and out, and we don't drop off the talent that much. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, with all these factors. Um, I mean, I think it's clear who we're picking against. I mean, I'm going to pick STSU to win, obviously. The spread's interesting. Three and a half is even tough uh, because, you know, maybe right. we only win by a field goal. I think we end up winning by seven to ten around there. Um, what's your take? You know me. I always take the Jacks. Yeah, but what's your what's your spread? My detriment. I, I'll will, uh, I will three and a half. I'll take the Jacks. I think we win by four. A little. When we win by four, you owe me a Coke. All righty. That sounds good. <laughs> All right. Well, barley Coke. Sounds <laughs> a good. A beer, not a Coke. I want a beer. Want a All right. Perfect. <laughs> One other well, thing Nebraska, you got lucky last year. They did. They would have gotten looked by us. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah, they looked really bad in their first game. Anyway, thanks for everybody for sticking around with us. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, thanks to yes. Drake's Place and Jack Rabbit Central and Shenanigans. Um, we appreciate you guys. Um, we'll throw Terry's prediction up here. Jack's 31, Colorado State 24. Uh, Jamal's got Jack's by 14. I love okay. both of those. Um, I hope to see as many Jacks fans there as I can. I will be there. Um, as I've said in past um, episodes, I will be there with a bachelor party. And so I, I'll i be having fun. Um, and so if you see me, say hi. If I don't pay attention, don't worry. Um, <laughs> Steve's got Jacks by 10. Tammy's got Jacks by 7. So um, that, that 7 to 10 range is pretty popular. Um so anyway, if you can make it out there, great. Um, one more thing. I've heard Brothers Bar in downtown Fort Gowans around, I think, like 3 o'clock or so. Um, they're doing – go ahead. No, go. I'm listening. Oh, you leaned in like you had something to say. Like you had more detail than I did. Um, no. 
Brothers Bar is going to be like the the Jack's spot um, to meet before tailgating, and then mm-hmm. tailgating. I think it's lot four twenty five, but that's I'm guessing. And so we'll we'll check our uh, either myself or Brendan's Twitter or Jack our yep. Illustrated Twitter. We'll be tweeting about um, where people are in Fort Collins and where you, where you can meet other other uh jacks fans uh terry mentioned in watertown harry's is the the jacks hangout so if you're in watertown area check that out um yeah other than that, no i was got, i was else? just gonna say i know the jfpa and you know the guys you um kyle and chad were all gonna I, maybe that is brother's bar that were they were having a meet up somewhere um yep. watch uh watch jack illustrated Twitter handle, uh, Facebook. We're going to be coming out with articles. There's blog posts coming, um, former player features, all sorts of fun stuff coming up here. Um, you know, big, big thanks to Drake's place, like uh, Ben said, but they're they're a title sponsor, so they get double thanks. So Exactly. <laughs> um, one more. Steve said Thirsties in Rapid City is a place to go. Um, we should come up with – actually, I think we'll do that. I'm going to tell Matt to post out – uh, we'll get yeah. like a list of like if you're in this area, here's your spot. Like, where are the Jackrabbit hangouts? Maybe we should. Maybe you and I should get on that as the Jackrabbit bars around the state and the country. Yes, Matt's Matt's a kind of busy guy. That's true. We'll take care of it, Matt. Don't you worry. Yeah, you just relax, man. All right, you'll see that coming up. Hang out us. in your hang out in your basement. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. I know. All right. Do you I have anything else before we sign off here? Nope. That's it. All right. Well, I hope to see uh, everybody out in Fort Collins. Um, Outside of that, go big, go blue. Go Go Jacks. That was definitely a first podcast effort on the go big, go blue.